Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Roads Confidential at earsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Going to go around the horn today with the newly acquired Will Aldridge. Will, welcome in. How are you? Thank you, man. Former student. Well, you're a current student. Current student. Former student with you, though, two mm-hmm. years ago. So not excited to be here and talk some baseball. Not a lot of people bragging about that, by the way. So, just... <laughs> um, Yeah, we're going to do baseball for people who are just getting familiar with you and who didn't see our our developments in the past week added some people to the payroll here to expand our coverage and will's gonna grab the ball on baseball and help us out with other sports as the seasons come back around spring football soon college football later but now we're in baseball season and much like basketball and football season gets bit by the covid bug and on the bench for a week here at a really weird time um you can explain this will but baseball in february and march is difficult here just maybe they're getting going a really promising end of a series, a series, a weekend, I guess. Coming home, fans maybe, three games, and then bang, you're on the bench for seven days. A good thing, bad thing, TBD. What do you think? Well, it's tough. It's tough because, you know, through seven games, we're four and three. You know, this is the fifth season in the last six years that we've had a winning record through February, so that's a pro. Um, but with such a young team, I mean, we're looking for reps right now. You know, we're not a team down in Georgia that's, you know, been, we haven't been outside since November. So it's, we need live reps um, on the turf. And it's, I think you have to take the, the first seven games of the season kind of for a grain of salt. Um, just because, you know, such a young team kind of still coming into their own, still figuring out positions, especially with some of the injuries that we've learned about in the last couple of years, but, or uh, last couple of days. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we're at a good spot moving forward um, and not a bad spot for a pause. I don't think. Well, if they are dinged and nicked and strained and pulled or whatever for positions or arms or anything like that, this gives them some time to recover, but maybe there's some more practice time in here. Trouble is they're practicing where they were hamstrung before because practicing inside is not like practicing outside. Um, you never know in March, are they going to get snowed out or rained out too? But here's another question for you. They were scheduled to play 48 games. You can play up to 56. So they had eight blanks. Now they have 11 blanks. Will they, should they, could they add games, whether it's for a midweek series, a bunch of midweek games? Could they fill up a, a weekend at some point? How important do you think it is to get back some of this baseball that they've lost and that they may yet play but haven't scheduled when it comes to postseason time? I think it's important. Um in terms of getting reps, you know, live reps for some of these young players. But at the end of the day, we've been talking all about, you know, basketball gauntlet. But I think what's kind of slept on right now is the baseball gauntlet, the Big 12. We got some really good juggernauts this year. Um, we've got you know, a series against Oklahoma, Texas Tech, TCU, Texas, all these ranked teams. So in, term, in terms of resume, I don't think these games are important in that sense. But in terms of getting reps for the younger players, I think it's going to be really important moving forward with this class. We've seen some freshmen, a couple transfers so far, and this time of year is often about you know, new names, and there are quite a few, obviously. Who has gotten your attention? And for someone listening who, I don't know, maybe they would have watched some games this weekend, but certainly will pay attention once the team gets back in the field. Some names that people might want to get familiar with from the freshman class or the group of transfers who are here now. Well... So last season, we obviously, we had a new class come in. We've had the last few years, it's been, you know, 
top-ranked class in WV history. So there are a lot of good talent that can come in and play away, play right away, especially some of the players freshman last year that didn't necessarily have that much of an opportunity. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about freshmen um, and, and second-year sophomores players who didn't get that much time last year, mm-hmm. I like Matt McCormick, um, first baseman catcher, kind of a power hitter. Um, to give a comparison, I see as somebody kind of like an Evan Gaddis, people follow the National League. Um, uh, and then when we look at freshmen this year, we have Ben Abernathy, kind of play anywhere defensively, super utility guy. Um, McGuire Holbrook, who hasn't gotten a whole lot of playing time, power hitting catcher. I think kind of the next guy up after VI. Um, and then Mike Kleska, right from right here in West Virginia. Um, three guys that I think are going to have a really bright future. Um, and then it's tough to ignore the the big home run to kind of stun Brian at the end of the game there, Nathan Blastic. So I think those are those are some guys to keep an eye on moving forward. Let's stop right there. Blastic was kind of one of those people who was a really good player from not too far away, I believe one of the top five or six players in Pennsylvania, top third baseman, and they're looking for obviously a spark from some young people because they have some holes right now because of some issues we do and do not know everything about, injuries, maybe covid obviously some issues and man it's great to win two out of three in a weekend and they get that home run a three-run homer i believe was a pinch hitter right and then they go home big win go two and one instead of one and two that keeps them above 500 i think there's a difference between being four and three or three and four when you have so much time on your hands right now you'd be regretting that bad weekend i don't know maybe we'll know more in a month from now but that at bat that win how important do you think that was I think that was huge, especially knowing now what we know where we didn't have eight to 10 guys that entire trip. I think that gives moment. It's tough to say momentum because now we're going to have this big break. But in terms of morale with the young guys, they got in there. They got probably made more playing time than they thought there were. You know, there were eight to 10 guys that, that didn't even make that trip. So I think for them, I think they have to be looking pretty good moving into this break. Yeah. And if you figure you're a young guy, you probably can't wait to get out there and do something like that now because you saw classic do it hey why can't i why can't he why can't a bunch of us do that and really lift this team up to another level too um no hudson byrick no he's the transfer from uh wofford wofford right? yeah wofford yeah yep. i always forget uh no, didn't have him he'd been your leadoff guy played a couple of different positions didn't have tyler dones until a pinch running appearance he's your second baseman slash shortstop didn't have paul mcintosh catcher dh heart of the order guy um and they still win two games they have plenty of offense in one Certainly rallied well enough in another one to get their two wins. You're going to have to find different ways to win games here. Maisie is typically small ball. Bunt uses speed. But early in this season, a lot of extra base hits, finding ways to rally and get runs to a lot of homers, it seems like, for this part of the season, too. Um, what did we learn through kind of a weird series, but also kind of a herky-jerky seven-game start here? Well, like you said, we didn't have Dones and we didn't have McIntosh. Those are two kind of cogs in the top four of the order. So I think we learned a lot about some of the younger guys that if we need them, which we probably will later in the season, especially some of these young pitchers, I think they now see that they can step up and make an impact right here in their first season. Pitching has been um, iffy. They've had good bullpen work. They've had not so good bullpen work. They've had really good work so far from Jackson Wolf. That's probably not a surprise. I think a lot of people maybe expected more or maybe not quite as much struggle for uh, Carr, for example. And then you've had Tyler Stretche for one start. They've used a junior college pitcher for a couple of starts here. You're going to have to figure this out as you go along. But how does the rotation look? And 
Who or what sorts out the bullpen? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's well, tough? Because you look at our team RA, it's, it's 4.64, not great at all. Um, and I think that we kind of knew going into the season, what we thought we were um, going into the season was that it was going to be uh, just a big one-two punch. Um, and then Berger goes down, and I think we're going to do it kind of by committee and kind of see who fits into that second spot. Um, but I think that with so many of these younger guys, it's important. Um, we got to shore the defense. Uh, defensively, a lot of errors, a lot of two-out errors, kind of big game-changing plays. And I think that it's just – this is where getting reps earlier in the season is going to be important. And I think that's kind of one of the cons of this break is that we don't, we're now missing out on all those reps that we would have gotten. How many teams can you think of that start lefty, lefty, lefty in a weekend series? Oh, I was going to mention that. I mean, that's, oh, yeah? that is unheard of, especially for West Virginia team. I can't remember ever seeing that. Um, I mean, right off the bat, I can't. I can't think of any. That's that is very rare. Um, do you think, do you think not, it's a disadvantage? Do you think it's a disadvantage? I, I don't think it's a disadvantage at all. I mean, you want you want a little bit of diversity in there with right and le- right and lefty, but I think you, you're used to seeing so many righties during the season um, that if you have a three game series with with the Mountaineers, I think it's going to be really tough moving forward. It's something that teams are really going to have to game plan for. I wonder if that's affected Carr because if you see Wolf. Probably for seven, eight innings, right? You're going to get a couple at bats against him. They used Adam Tullock, junior college transfer, um, as a second starter. Poor Carr's the third guy. Like you're kind of used to left-handed people that at that point. And I don't know, maybe that's why he's had some rough outings. But then again, Wolf is six seven, Carr is five nine, <laughs> right? They're not exactly the same yeah. player. So maybe that's a hard, a hard thing to make there too. Any surprises for you? You mentioned the defense. That's disappointing. Is it a surprise? Maybe not so much. Perhaps the extreme is a surprise, but. They've had some some personnel issues we'll get to in a minute, but uh, good or bad surprises for you so far? I think that, like I said earlier, you kind of have to take it for a grain of salt. Um, the defense, we haven't been outside that much. We're still kind of getting our legs underneath us. We've been in, you know, the IPF all offseason. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me. Historically, we've kind of had just a, a barely above 500, like a four and three. I think we're right where we need to be moving forward. You mentioned Ryan Berger. That's one of the two big injuries in the preseason. Berger would have been probably not a Friday starter, but certainly a Saturday starter, a weekend starter in the Big 12 play. The other one's Tevin Tucker, who had started every game at shortstop the past two years and doesn't give you a ton offensively. He's kind of He kind of comes in handy at the bottom of the lineup. He can bump people over. He can get on base and steal a base to 
maybe turn things over, but defensively, he's a wizard. And, boy, they're trying to figure out that second-base shortstop right now, and that, that probably contributes to the issues. Uh, what do we see, and, and how do you see second-base shortstop going as this goes along? Well, Tucker and Downs, I mean, they built that connection for a while. So my immediate thought is that it's, it's not going to be something that's immediately replaceable. I think we're going to have to do something by committee. Uh, we've already kind of seen that moving around the lineup, um, giving a lot of people different chances um, at shortstop, but it's not something that's going to come overnight. I mean, this is two guys that, like I said, built the connection over the entire year, and um, it just takes reps. It just takes reps, and I think that hopefully by conference play, our hope would be that we kind of know the guy moving forward that it's going to be for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Have we covered everything here? I think we've we've gone through the lineup once. We can do it again if you want. Any more topics for you? I know. Actually, you know what? You you did point out that pretty big start by a former player uh, last night, right? We're actually we're talking here on Thursday, but Wednesday um, we saw a former player make a big debut. We did. Um, Alec Manoa. He made his grapefruit debut last night. Pitched uh, two innings um, and struck out pretty big name, John Carlos Stanton. Not sure if you've heard of him. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, he pitched well. Um, gave two solid innings, one hit, four strikeouts, uh, through 31 pitches, 19 strikes. So he, he was very effective. Um, I think the expectation for him is probably mid-2022. And with these top 15 pitchers that get drafted, the concern for me is them getting rushed up. And we've seen a lot of careers kind of go down south because you, you have a team in need of starting pitching and you kind of rush them through the system, and I hope that's not the case um, because there's a difference between fast-tracking a pitcher and rushing. I think they're going to fast-track him. I think next year um, would probably be the hope for him, and that's probably the plan. Um, but I think getting this this experience in spring training is definitely a big for him moving forward. All right, Will, I need you to be a multi-tool player here, five-tool guy. You ready? Yeah. All right, because we're going to send you to the basketball game on Saturday, so you have to know a little bit about basketball. Two games left. In the regular season, and then who knows how many more Big Twelve NCAA tournament? Maybe a three seed right now, possibly a two. Yeah, they could get to a one. How do you how do you see West Virginia entering Indianapolis madness this year? I would say a two. I, I think one at, at this point would be out of the question. Um, oh, even with the Big Twelve title, huh? Yeah, I, mean, I think I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say, but I think a two would be safe. I think a two is a safe prediction right now um they had and bracketology had like houston in front of us which to me didn't really make that much sense that's awful um yeah it's terrible um they have two ranked win or i sorry one ranked win uh over texas tech who you guys know we beat twice um so i think two would be a safe prediction right now we obviously have tcu tonight um and then oklahoma state which i think is gonna be a really tough game on saturday um but, yeah, I, I, I'd like us as a two-seed. I do think if they win out here and they beat Baylor in the final, they're on the line for a one, but they're probably going to have to get some help from the Big, tw- the Big Ten and, and a one knocking out the other pretty early. But I think that's right. I think right now at the end of there are three, and that Houston thing kind of bothers me. Like, they probably can't afford more than one loss the rest of the way, I would say, before the final, right? I don't believe so, because I think the, the thing about Baylor is that you have to look at – I mean, they're – they just lost to Kansas. Um, but at the end of the day, they're still, you know, they're still one last team. I mean, that happened earlier. And if that would have happened earlier in the season, I don't think you would be having this, this conversation of them maybe missing out on that one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
now that it happens later in the season, people are, are kind of freaking out about it. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I mean, they're still 11 and one. Um, West Virginia has seven losses, so I think it's gonna be tough. Um, but I think it's we'll know more as we get kind of midway through uh, tournament play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot left to do. Kind of exciting. Well, hey, Will, welcome aboard. Um, unfortunately, no games for you this weekend. We'll keep you busy, though. At the Coliseum, live updates. You'll have plenty up your sleeve. And then, I don't know, when do you think they'll be back on the diamond? It was a 15-game homestand, right? So there's 12 more Yeah, left. we got, I believe, Western Michigan um, on the 11th. Hopefully, be hopefully fingers crossed, that's when we can get back. Uh, anyways, that's Will Aldrich. Check him out. Uh, Will, where can they find you online? At our website, of course, but if you're active on social media, what's, if what's your active? If you're active on social media, uh, Instagram is Will Aldrich underscore, and then uh, Twitter is same thing, Will Aldrich underscore. So check it out. Um, excited, excited to get started. Underscore at the end, not in the middle, huh? Well, if I didn't have it, I have to have an underscore. I wouldn't have it in there, um, but you go with what's available. So It's bold. It's memorable. That's Will Aldrich. Will, we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Have a good one.